God's words are amazing gifts. In perfection, they revive our weary spirits. In truth, they delight us. Their clarity enlightens us and leads us to wisdom. Let us hear these words with hope and anticipation. Amen. Y'all were probably waiting to hear, Lord, open the spirit, right? Like we know that. But we'll also allow Lent to be a season of disruption. So let us hear our gospel reading from the gospel according to Mark from the first chapter, starting with verse 9. You're welcome to follow along on the screen or with the Pew Bible, page 1215. Hear now these words. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved With you, I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. These are the words of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. As we prepare for the message today, I do have something that I want to share with you. We're going to dim the house lights and have you watch on the screen, Mr. George. I glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves us. like 
Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we have heard a very brief, abrupt account of what transpired between Jesus' baptism and the beginning of his work and ministry in the world. About a time set apart, the 40 days in the wilderness, we give thanks for this artist's rendering of what those 40 days may have been like. And now as we reflect on what it means for God to draw near to us, open us to hear with open hearts and open spirits what you would have us hear this day. May the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So Mark's account, and I've talked about this a little bit, is very short. And Mark's gospel is fast-paced, immediately, right now, it's coming. There is no space in which to catch your breath when you read the gospel account according to Mark. And that is where we are today. That we hear about the baptism that we celebrated back in January. We remembered and we came and we touched the water giving thanks for how we are water-washed and spirit-born and empowered to do the work in ministry that God is already doing and invites us to participate in. And then we hear that as soon as Jesus comes out of the water, after he's heard the voice of God, that he is immediately sent out into the wilderness. On Wednesday, when we gathered for for Ash Wednesday, I really wanted to create this visualization of what that wilderness looked like. That it's sandy, it's rocky, it's, it's treacherous ground. I mean, you could see kind of the imagery of mountains that Jesus would have been in, right? That it would have been a time apart from the world, apart from those he was going to interact with, a time to really dig deep and reflect upon who he was and where he was in his ministry in order to prepare for the work ahead. We like to fill in all of the gaps, which is what those 40 days illustrated was for us. If we read some of the other Gospels, we hear a little bit more about what that would have been like. And we know that it was at the very tail end that Satan came to test and tempt Jesus. With the very words of God tempted Jesus and Jesus responded faithfully that one cannot live on bread alone but on the word of life. That thou shalt not test the Lord your God when asked to throw himself off the cliffside so that the angels could hold him up. Or I will give all of this to you to have power and authority over if you only bow down and kneel before me. And Jesus did none of those things. 
So my question for you today is, we see that God has come near upon Jesus with the coming of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus was coming near into that community in order to proclaim the good news, to call people to repent and believe in these words, the words of life that are embodied in Christ Jesus. That Jesus was not in a ministry of away from individuals. We know this because Jesus started to walk along the seashore to call the first disciples. That Jesus walked amongst the crowds and and he would touch those that were untouchable. That he would heal and restore sight. That he was attentive to all of the range of emotions that the people were feeling and experiencing. Jesus was not afraid to step into those spaces. Jesus was not afraid to lay hands upon people. Jesus was not afraid to step into those places of power and principalities and call them to the carpet to say, this is not what God asks of us. I am coming near you so that you can glean and understand a little bit more about what this kingdom of God is is meant to look like. What does the kingdom of God look like? Isn't that a question for us to wrestle with this season of Lent? This whole season will be based on the depths of love, the lengths that God has willingly done on behalf of the whole world, on behalf of you and me and us, the depth of his commitment to the beautiful creations that we are and to the commitment of all of creation. How many of you are willing to go to the deepest depths that God has done for people you don't know? for the stranger, for the one on the margins. It's really easy, I say that, to go above and beyond for those that we know, those we love and we care about. But what about the ones that we don't know? The ones that we would deem unlovable or beyond goodness or beyond your connection. But here's the truth. God has come near for all of us. And it is not our place to decide who is worthy or not to receive the gift of God's love and grace. Let me say that again. It is not us who gets to decide who is worthy to receive or not the gift of God's love or God's grace. And we are recipients of God's love and God's grace. And we respond faithfully in that so that others can experience it too. For we are all broken. We are all journeying in this life, the wilderness of trying to figure out what this looks like. Because the world is going to tell you one thing. But Jesus is calling us to something totally different. To a life of love and grace and commitment 
to not be afraid to step into those spaces of confusion, of the range of human emotions, to be in community with people regardless of who they are. Can I get an amen for that? Yeah. So this season of Lent, as we journey in the wilderness and we draw closer to that triumphant entry into Jerusalem, which I actually don't know how exciting that was for Jesus to come into Jerusalem. And yet that is an illustration of the depth and the willingness of God on our behalf. And we will reflect on that over the next few weeks. So this week I offer you a challenge. I offer you this. Will you take a few minutes this week to think about those places where you might be able to live more fully into God's love so that others can experience it too. I'm not saying go over the top, but make a conscientious effort to do that this week. Because if you do it, and you do it, and you do it, and you do it, and I do it, guess what happens? We are living into the beautiful kingdom that God asks of us to create and live into on earth. And it begins with God, goes through us, and helps the whole world. And in that, they will see how close Jesus has come near because we will see Jesus in the eyes of the one who stands before us. Thanks be to God for that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.